Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you are facing every day and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who you are. We'll talk about issues like making friends, how to avoid toxic relationships, feeling lonely, and understanding that you have a purpose and so much more. I'm your host, Amy Krishner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Today, I'm going to tell you something that might blow your mind. I know it blew my mind the first time I heard it. I honestly didn't know if I could believe it, but it really is true. Did you know that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus? Like the same amount. Let that sink in. God doesn't love Jesus more than he loves you. He loves you as much as he does Jesus. Did you know that there's nothing that you can do to get God to love you any less than he does right now? Absolutely nothing. He won't love you any less if you mess up, like, I mean, like seriously mess up. He's not going to love you any less. And in that same way, there's nothing that you can do to get God to love you anymore. He won't love you anymore just because you read your Bible every day, because you pray every day and you go to church every week. Doing those things definitely benefits you. And it helps you to grow and to get closer to God, to really understand his heart for you and his love for you. But that's not going to get him to love you anymore. Just like if you mess up, it's not going to get God to love you any less. God's love never changes for you. God loves you, period. That's it. He loves you. I don't think any of us could really hear that enough. I know that we hear it all the time. God loves you. Jesus loves you. And it's kind of become cliche and we kind of let it just blow over our heads and we don't really think about it. But when we sit down and think about God's love for us, I'm telling you, it's pretty incredible. You know, and I think sometimes we struggle with really believing that God loves us because we've heard so many people and sometimes even pastors, unfortunately, say things like, you better not do that thing or God's going to get you or God did something to you that was very negative to teach you a lesson. Know that God isn't trying to catch you doing something bad. He loves you so much and his heart beats so much for you. John 3, 16 through 17 shows the heart cry of our father. Most of you probably know John three sixteen, but maybe not verse 17. And here's what it says. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten or unique son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And now here's verse 17. 
For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God did not send Jesus into this world to tell us everything bad that we've ever done. He sent Jesus into this world because he wants to have a relationship with us forever. God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus into the world just for you. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to talk about this a little bit, and I want to bring out that phrase, who for the joy. That verse says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Who for the joy. We can see that there was one thing Jesus had on his mind when he went to the cross. Who for the joy. Do you know what that joy was? That joy that every time he closed his eyes, he saw it and he said, this is the reason why I'm going to the cross. This is the reason. That joy was you. That joy was me. Every time Jesus closed his eyes, he saw us. You know, Jesus, when he was headed to the cross and his humanness, he didn't want to go to the cross. He knew what was going to happen because he read the Old Testament. He was an Old Testament scholar. He had read all the way through it. His heart beat to just know the words of God as he was growing up in his humanness. He knew what was going to happen. The book of Isaiah lays it out so clearly. He knew that he was going to be beaten. He knew that he was going to be made fun of. He knew that he was going to be publicly shamed in front of everybody. He knew it. He sat in the garden of Gethsemane in his humanness and he asked God, God, if there is another way that I can save humankind, then go into this cross. I'll take that way. How many of us have ever done that? (laughs) Because we know that something's going to be hard, right? However, when Jesus closed his eyes, he saw you and he said, you know what? I know this is what I have to do in order to mend the relationship with my creation. You bring me so much joy. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm doing this for you. I love you so much. You bring me so much joy. I can't wait to have a personal relationship with you. You are the reason I'm doing this. I want you to know how much I love you. Now, you may be hearing this and thinking, well, that sounds good. But, Jamie, you don't know what I did. You don't know what has been done to me. You don't know. People just don't like me. Why would God like me? I totally get it. I've made some pretty bad choices over my lifetime. I've had things happen to me that kept me in guilt and condemnation for years. I lived a life growing up where I didn't think anybody liked me. I totally get it. However, none of that, no matter what you did, no matter what has been done to you, no matter what people are saying about you, none of that changes God's love for you because he loves you so much. I want to share with you two stories from two of the most influential men in the Bible. 
The first one was King David. This is the same David that fought Goliath. The story takes place many years later when he was no longer a teen, but now was a grown man and the king of Israel. One night, while his men were out to battle, David decided to stay back. Why? We don't really know. Without going into all the details, though, he saw this lady who he thought was the most beautiful woman in all the world, Bathsheba, and he wanted to take her as his own. However, there was a problem. Bathsheba was married, and she was married to one of King David's best men, a mighty warrior named Uriah. David overlooked the minor detail that he wasn't married to her and decided that he was going to act as if Bathsheba was his wife. So long story short, Bathsheba becomes pregnant, and now David has to fix what he's done. We already see from this that David messed up pretty big, right? Well, the story doesn't end there. To cover up his sin, he sent a letter out to one of his men that said, I want you to send Uriah out to the front lines where the heaviest of battles take place, where the most casualties take place. I want you to send him out there. And then as soon as the enemy attacks, I want all of our men to retreat except for Uriah. Basically, David was setting up Uriah to kill him. Now we may be thinking, man, David messed up big time. We might think, how could God ever forgive him? How could God still love him? And that's because when we think of love, we think of feelings. We think of emotions. But love is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's an action. It's a choice. And God's love is unconditional. There's nothing that can change his love for us. You know, God never did stop loving David. Yes, he was sad and he was hurting on the inside when he was watching David make those choices. But he never did stop loving him. Actually, when all was said and done... David realized what he did. He repented. He asked God for forgiveness. And you know what? God forgave him. And even more incredible, after all of this, God still called him a man after God's own heart. And the second story I want to share with you is the story of someone who actually wrote about two thirds of the New Testament. You may have heard of him. His name is Paul. Do you know what Paul did before he had his encounter with Jesus? Paul was a religious leader and he hated Christians. He actually went out of his way to persecute and kill Christians. And Paul was actually there when the crowd stoned Stephen and murdered him because he was proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul was not only there, but he was most likely in the crowd cheering them on. He condoned Stephen's death. Yet God still grabbed a hold of him with his love and forgave him and gave him a new purpose. If God will do this for David, if God will do this for Paul, he will do it for you. The Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. What he will do for one, he will do for all. And the same thing is true for you. No matter what you did or what was done to you, God's love for you never changes. He will do everything that he can to reach you because he loves you so much. And when I say everything he can, know that it's not negative. Our God is a good God. And we see that in James chapter one. If you go through and read that, it tells us that God does not cause bad things to happen to people. John 10, 10 tells us the same thing. It tells us the thief, the enemy, the devil, he is the one that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
Now, Paul, the same man who used to kill Christians, right? He also wrote this passage in Romans 8, 38 through 39, that really explains God's love for us. It says, for I live with confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love triumphs over death. It triumphs over life's troubles. It triumphs over fallen angels and dark rulers. There's nothing in our present or in our future circumstances that can weaken his love for us. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's love, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Girls, we've all messed up. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and we fall short of the glory of God. We've all messed up. But the good news is that Jesus came and gave his life for us. Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrated his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He knew every mistake that we were ever going to make. He knew when we would turn our backs on him. He knew when Paul would kill Christians. He knew all of that. And he still, he chose to go to the cross for us. That's how he demonstrated his love towards us. As we said before, there's nothing you can do to get God to love you any more. And there's nothing that you can do to get God to love you any less. He loves you because he is love. I want to end with this excerpt from a beautiful letter that I borrowed from the Father's Heart Communications called Letter of Love. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. For you were made in my image. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb. And I brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but I am a complete expression of love. And it is my heart's desire to lavish my love on you. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope. Because I love you with an everlasting love, my thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart, for it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you're brokenhearted, I'm close to you. I am your father, and I love you even as I love my son, Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and nothing will ever separate you from my love. Love your almighty father. Girls, know that you are beautiful and that you are so valuable. Your beauty and your value don't change, even if someone fails to see how incredible God made you. And now as we do each week, I want you to go ahead and repeat after me and really mean it from your heart. 
I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, so if you enjoyed this week's podcast, please share it with your friends. Also know that we love getting to read your ratings and reviews. You all are such a blessing to my heart. If you haven't rated and reviewed the Uncommon Team podcast, we would so appreciate that because we want to reach as many teen girls for Jesus as we possibly can. All right, I hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you back here next week. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big. And he really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I am just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.